And during that process, I was finally able to create a look that complemented the new design. Think about when the iPhone came out. Just about everything is touchscreen now. Everything originated with the look of that design. And so I wanted to have something as impactful to represent the new technology. From Innovate Mississippi, this is Origins of Innovation. Raw, honest conversations with the founders on the then and now of their Mississippi-based startups. And now here's your host, Gary Watts. Welcome to Origins of Innovation. I'm Gary Watts, and my guest today is Martin McCurtis, creator of the Momentum Dryer. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What got you up to this point before you started in the hairdryer business? Well, actually, I went to Jackson State University back in those days. They didn't have an engineering program, so I ended up majoring in math and engineering with the expectation of taking that to Mississippi State to get my engineering degree. But unfortunately, I ended up getting sick. I had Crohn's disease and had part of my colon removed and then became an insulin-dependent diabetic. So it was a little bit too much for me to handle. So I ended up withdrawing, uh, dropping out from school. You know, I really couldn't lean on my parents. That was a little bit too much pressure for them. You know, no silver spoons, unfortunately. I ended up hitting the ground on my feet, managed to take care of myself and do well. But that desire, that love for engineering, which it seems like I was meant to do, I never lost the love for it. And where this idea came from is that before my wife and I got married, we lived together. And one day, you know how it is when you're out of college, you've got a bed, a TV stand, and a car table beside the bed. Well, she was getting a hairdryer one day. Now, hold up. We also did have a dining room table, one of those little cheap glass tables. You know, we weren't that bad, but we were saving up money for some living room furniture. At the time, she was getting her hair dried, and she had one of the hooded hair dryers that you typically see at home. And after like an hour and 10 or 15 minutes of using it, we were in the same room watching it, and the heat was just uncomfortable for me, and I wasn't even the person sitting underneath the dryer. And after that amount of time passed, she went and checked her hair in the mirror and said, "Mm, another hour. And so I just immediately got frustrated, and God just gave me the idea to put a fan at the top and direct the air in the upper direction. And it took almost a year later for me to have an extra 50 or 60 bucks to buy a hairdryer with the intentions of tearing it up to actually do it. But that next August, I believe, I ended up making my first prototype. And my wife, of course, was my first guinea pig. And I saw something significant when she used it. And her and her friends liked it. So I decided to go forward with filing a patent. And thusly, here I am. What kind of work did you do while you were coming up with this idea? Were you doing some kind of engineering type work? Well, I guess it was sort of technical work. I was an AT&T service repairman, fixing phone lines, internet, later, the U-verse, and different things of that nature. So when I was reading a little bit about this, I saw where you had a love for quantum physics. Oh, yes. So first of all, explain what quantum physics is for the listener, and then tell us a little bit about why your love for it. Well, I ended up naming my company Quantum Flow, Inc., because I like quantum physics. I believe I first started liking quantum physics when I heard about the double slit theory test. Back when you were a child and you were told how an atom works, you see a nucleus in the middle and you see the orbitals, the electron, proton going around it. And it looks like one little dot in a circular pattern going around the nucleus. And that was what really interested me. But when I learned that that dot orbiting that nucleus is actually in all positions at the same time, that really blew my mind. 
and it really urged me to just see what more I could learn. I didn't answer your question. Quantum physics is about the state of matter when it's below microscopic level. It's at the quantum level. Imagine if you were walking on top of an electron or a nucleus. That's how deeply they look at the makeup of matter to see exactly what happens at that level. Now, back to what I was saying about the double slit experiment. Now, here's the unique thing about quantum physics. Okay, if you have one electron, and let's just say you have like a tennis ball gun, okay, and you shoot it through, and let's just say you have two vertical holes, one to the left and one to the right, okay, and you have paint on those tennis balls, and you shoot them through each one of those holes. Well, you know on the background wall, you're going to see those colored paintball spots be plastered against the wall. That's when you're looking at it. But when you're not looking at it and those balls are shot through, it looks like a wave pattern. Now, imagine if you take a rock and throw it into a pond and you see those waves cast out forward in that direction and you see the waves go through those two slits. The way they go through is going to have a wave pattern and not just a dot pattern. The reason is that when you view quantum particles, they react differently. They react to the person. If you're testing it, it reacts differently. If you're visually looking at it, it will act a certain way. It will act as a particle. When you don't look at it, it will react as a wave. So I felt that was just ridiculous. Einstein called it spooky action at a distance, and that was enough to get me interested. Okay, so how does that play into you developing this new hairdryer, this new technology? I actually came up with a hairdryer before I learned about quantum physics. But quantum physics has actually helped me expand my thinking, the circumstances that occur during the drying process that might be counterintuitive to those that look at things the way things normally are and just accept them the way they are for now. It allowed me to sort of open my mind to a different way of looking at things. So let's talk about the momentum dryer itself. Okay. How'd you come up with the name? I don't know. It just came to me. I thought about it for a while and I wanted something that sounded kind of catchy, memorable, and being the nerd that I am, not too technical. But I was also told by people that I needed to make it short because everyone wants something to be short, sweet, simple. Momentum is a bit long, but what we call the technology, we call that upflow technology. And that upflow technology is sort of our short catchphrase that really sums up everything we're doing in a nutshell. So this upflow technology, tell us the benefits of that technology versus traditional hair dryers. Well, the easiest way to say it is a regular hair dryer. Just imagine your typical salon model. All the air is blown directly toward the center point, which is the person's head sitting underneath the dryer. Okay, and all of that hot air and vapor is then going down into the breathing space of the user, making them incredibly uncomfortable. Okay, the first hooded hairdryer was patented back in 1890 by Alexander Godfrey. He was a Frenchman. But the latest technology that's been created in that space was in 1950 when they came up with a soft bonnet. So as far as innovation in that category, this is the first thing to really change the way things are done. Now, if you look at the hairdryers we're talking about now, 
everything is blowing down into the breathing space of the user. And ever since I was a child and probably when you were a child and when our parents were children, women users of hooded hair dryers, who mostly are women, but users of hair dryers have always been uncomfortable. It hasn't been a pleasant experience. It's been a slow process and in a lot of ways it's not healthy. Because it takes so long and it's so uncomfortable, it basically created its own definitions of like a day at the salon. A day at the salon, women don't want to stay there all day. But in order to have that beautiful, gorgeous look that all those guys look at, they have to do it. Yeah, the things we do to look our best, right? Yeah, exactly. Thank God they aren't men. Or else it might only well, be like 500 million. Or, yeah, I, I don't know if you've noticed, but it's been quite a time since I've even needed a handheld <laughs> hair dryer. So. This is all new for me. Oh, yeah. You could use a squeegee. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what some hurdles did you face and overcome to kind of get to where you are today? Well, the biggest hurdle was the first person to believe in. And I got the first person to believe in. And that gave me enough money to go into engineering because my whole idea at its basis was just the air going up and the fan at the top but I didn't have a look to go along with it. During the whole process, I've always imagined what it would look like. And so I finally got the money to do the engineering. And during that process, I was finally able to create a look that complemented the new design. Because think about when the iPhone came out, what existed already was the BlackBerry, the Palm Trio, and other smartphones with raised letters, raised keyboards. And since the iPhone came out, just about everything is touchscreen now. Raised keyboards are passe. And right now, everything originated with the look of that design. And so I wanted to have something to be as impactful to represent the new technology. So I ended up coming up with the look that we created. But the look is only a part of it. The thing is, the concept really works. Upflow technology is the way hair should be dried because it mimics evaporation. Tell us a little bit about the process of hair drying. Isn't there some danger in the old ways they do it as far as the heat element and those type things? And let's talk a little bit about the upflow technology and how that kind of dissipates that. Okay, well, about the best thing I can say regarding that is when people sit underneath a hooded hair dryer, they feel something called hot spots. And remember earlier I told you that all the hot air and vapor is going directly inward toward the center point, the person sitting underneath the dryer. And the air makes contact in a perpendicular way which means once the hot air makes contact with the moisture on the hair, it continues past and it contacts the scalp. I'm sure you all already know this, but your hair doesn't have nerves in it. It's just an outgrowth from your body. It doesn't feel pain. When you feel a hot spot, that's from your skin being impacted by the heat. And your body only does one thing when it's exposed to heat. It sweats. And sweat perspiration has a very high salt content. Like if someone went swimming on the beach in L.A. and they got their hair wet, they became immersed in the water. One of the first things people are going to tell them is that you got to go and wash your hair because salty water is damaging to your hair and scalp. With other hair dryers, they're going to encourage excess perspiration, which means that after you're washing out all this salty water, you're actually getting your hair dried after having it washed out but you're going to end up leaving a salty residue, which is not healthy for your hair and scalp at the root level. What the momentum dryer does with upflow technology, it directs air in an upper direction. And instead of the air impacting the hair directly in a perpendicular way, it goes up at an angle. And it's kind of like if you put your palm in front of your face, 
and you blew directly into it, you're going to feel the heat collect at that center point. But if you tilt your hand as if you're blowing a kiss, you're going to feel the heat, but it won't be as intense because the heat distribution is a lot more even. And here's my catchphrase. It reduces and almost eliminates excess perspiration. And that's what it does. So that's one of the main reasons that you can cut your drying time in half. The main reason it cuts drying time in half is threefold. Number one, it removes the excess humidity quicker. You all know that if you take a pair of jeans and put them out in the clothesline and it's humid outside, it's going to take all day for it to dry. But if it's a dry, arid, windy day, it's going to dry a lot faster. So by removing humidity faster, it allows the hot air being introduced into the system to work more efficiently. And also, my process has a bit more airflow, and it actually has room for a lot more. But with regular hair dryers, you cannot increase the airflow because people already cannot endure the amount of heat or the amount of air that's being introduced while they're drying their hair. But with mine, because there's a release point for the air to be removed, It allows us to incorporate more air. And then when the hot air meant for drying makes contact with the moisture, it's at an angle that doesn't encourage excess perspiration or hot spots. All right. So you got over the hurdle and got somebody to believe in the product and help fund at least a prototype. Yes. So where'd you go from there? Well, we were able to create three working prototypes and they work fantastic. They look incredible, and that makes everything a lot easier because customers don't want to just buy something. They want to buy something that looks good and something that's effective. What I have is prototype engineering, but the next phase is going to be engineering for manufacturing. Now, manufactured engineering is different than prototype engineering. So what I'm doing now is I'm looking to bring in several million dollars so we can have the molds created, And we can complete final engineering because the design and look you see is going to be the basis for manufacturing. Tell me how Innovate Mississippi has been involved in this process and how they've helped you through these steps. Innovate Mississippi has been incredible. They've really opened the doors for me. I've been at a lot of their different events. And I've met a lot of people in the local Jackson area that are in the business of investing in people and products, they've really tried to open as many doors as they can. Okay, so assuming you get the funding at some point that you need to go forward, what do those steps look like? Mass production, I guess? Oh, yes, absolutely. One thing that I've done and one thing that I realized is that people are not going to be willing to just drop down several million dollars on a person that has no experience, at least heading the ship or acting in a CEO role. So fortunately, I was able to connect with Kelly Solney. She worked with Carol's daughter and she was over general operations and on their board. So she is coming on as my CEO. Carol's daughter is a hair and beauty company that two or three years ago, they sold to L'Oreal for over $100 million. And she went to work with Carol's daughter immediately after getting out of college She's got a master's in business. Very, very bright young lady. So let's talk about the product itself and the market of the product. What would be your main market? My primary market, the design you see, that is a home model. The main reason we went with that one is because you want something to be visually appealing as well as conceptually appealing. So we went with something that looked good. But where we intend on having the majority of our success in is in the professional space. Let's just say you have a salon owner 
and individual stylists if she or he makes $100,000 a year by being able to cut the drying time of each of their customers, regardless of how many actually end up sitting underneath the dryer, because a lot of them might use a handheld blow dryer. But of the people that use hooded hair dryers, if they can cut that drying time by half, they should be able to receive at least an additional 20 to 25 percent in profitability each year. So instead of their bottom line being $100,000 a year, they should easily be able to make $120,000 to $125,000. And we believe our growth is going to be significant in the professional sector because typically people have two or three different people that can go to get their hair done. If someone's busy, they have their other girlfriend they'll call. Okay, so what would happen is that people normally gravitate towards comfort. People gravitate towards convenience. And when they find out they can go to this person's shop, get their hair done and be out in almost half the time, they're going to end up going in that direction. And it's going to force their competition to invest in the new technology to keep up with their competitors. So it gives them a competitive advantage. Exactly. Fortunately for us, it'll be a leverage purchase because everyone is using hammer nails and you have a nail gun, then you have an obvious advantage. Well, tell me this from a pricing perspective. Well, I guess, first of all, do you have both a consumer brand product design and a commercial brand, or is it the same unit that they'd use at home or at the business? Well, the professional model is basically going to follow the same characteristics of uh, what already exists. Typically, when you go into a salon, you'll see those soft, cushiony chairs, and you'll see the hooded hairdryer in the back. They call that a box unit. We've already done the research the R&D for the new design. So we've already got that part conquered. All we would have to do to get it into the professional sector is to have that hood modified to sit in the back of those box units and just have a connection. And next thing you know, we're in business. So you're just going to retrofit their existing structures. Exactly. Uh, So tell me this, have you thought about price points for these things and what they're going to cost and what the retail price might be? Oh, yeah, we've discussed that, and a lot of people like the look, the design, and because it is a premium product and we're presenting it as such, we were looking at a retail price of, at a minimum, $199.95 and perhaps $249.95, but it really does everything I say. Now, the one thing I will say is that it's faster because it cuts drying time in half or better. It's more comfortable. Because if you saw the airflow illustrations, you'll see that there'll be no hot air blown into the breathing space of the user. But I need to get clinical research to show the health benefits. By reducing the amount of perspiration and stopping the excess of sweating and the salty residue on the hair and scalp at the root level, it's going to be a health benefit because of that. And also because hair is spending less time exposed to damaging heat, the hair retains more minerals, more vitamins, more vital nutrients that your hair needs to be healthy. So before I can make that claim associated with the sale of the product, I have to get some clinical research to prove that. But we believe those are going to be the selling points. It's faster. It's more comfortable. It's healthier for your hair and scalp at the root level. And it's healthier for the length of your hair. Tell me this. If there's a struggling entrepreneur out there that's at a point that needs some advice, what advice would you give them? Well, actually, I've got a guy that I'm talking to, and he's making his way through the system and doing what he can to get to where he needs to be. The best advice I would give to someone is make sure it's worth your time because unfortunately, and I hate to say this, but I've seen some people with some ideas and to me, it seems like they may as well try to think of something else because it looks like 
it might not be that beneficial. The one thing I will say is that you know within yourself what the answer is. You have to find it. You have to be dedicated. You have to put in the research. Take the time out to go to the Library Commission. In Mississippi, we have the Mississippi Library Commission. It's over off of Eastover, off of I-55 in Meadowbrook. Go there. They have some great people there. And I'm still friends with the people that helped me do my first patent search. They have some excellent, outstanding people. And a lot of the searches can be done online. But the first thing you have to do is to do a patent search. And from there, invest your time accordingly. So that's why people like Innovate Mississippi can help then in, in just kind of thinking out the process before you invest too much time in something. Oh, absolutely. In a lot of ways, I thank God for Innovate Mississippi because I've learned a lot. I've connected with a lot of people. You need to bounce those ideas off of someone else's head, especially someone like Tony and Tasha that have experience and that can help you put together a presentation that will be acceptable to people in that space. Well, Martin, you're an interesting guy. We appreciate you coming out and spending some time with us and telling your story, and we look forward to seeing what happens with Momentum Dryer. Thank you so much, and I would like to encourage everyone to hit me up on Facebook. You can type in Martin McCurtis, or you can type in Momentum Dryer. You could go to Instagram to find me as well. Just type in Momentum Dryer or Martin McCurtis, and you'll find me. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the show. For more origin stories of Mississippi-based innovators, be sure to subscribe to the show at originsofinnovation.com. Our show is produced by Pottery Studios and sponsored by Fuse.Cloud. Learn how you can effortlessly connect your workplace to the cloud with a comprehensive suite of cloud-based services by visiting Fuse.Cloud today.